This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys. Hey, it's Elizabeth and Alex and Saima. Welcome to the True Beauty Brooklyn podcast. Welcome. If this is your first time listening to the show, Alex and I are estheticians in Brooklyn, New York, and we see you all here every Friday to teach you everything that we know about beauty and skincare while learning a thing or two from some guest experts that come to hang. We're introducing a new format today. We have a fan favorite beauty baddie guest host hanging with us, Saima from Glow Spa, New York. She's been on the show before and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. We're excited to have her back. Well, I'm excited to be back with you guys. Um, So my name is Saima. I own uh, Glow Spa NY in the financial district. And actually, in a few weeks, we'll be moving technically to Tribeca. We're just moving a few blocks down onto Broadway. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, I am so excited. I can't wait. We're expanding our little baby spa into a little toddler spa. <laughs> so <laughs> so it's it's cool. I can't wait. Yeah. But um, yeah, I've been doing this for 15 years. And along the way, I've learned a lot about laser hair removal good things and bad, which I'm excited to share with you today. Yeah, we're excited, too, because so many people (laughs) ask us about lasers and I know nothing about lasers whatsoever. And when you came on, you just you had so much passion. It was tons of fun talking to you. And we're doing our summer skin series. Today, we're talking about body hair and body hair removal. And since Mm -hmm. Alex is like the waxing expert, we had to have a laser expert on to hang with us. Yeah. So thanks for being here. Well, thanks for having me. So when we first started to think about this episode, we were like, we definitely want to do body hair and body hair removal. And Sai, you were just talking about your baby spa becoming a toddler spa. And when we first, first started the podcast, we had the incredible girls of fur on Lillian Tung and Laura Schubert. So we wanted to have them back for this episode because now our baby podcast has become a toddler podcast. And the first time they came on, they were so kind. We just showed up at their office with nothing but our eyes iPad. And to be honest, the sound quality is awful. It's awful. And the girls are killing it. And so we want to give them their flowers. We have our great toddler podcast now. We've got great sound quality. We have our beauty baddies. So we just wanted to have the girls back on and talk about body hair with them. But our conversation with them was so great that I think it's better to do a two-parter. So today, we're just going to talk with Sai. We're going to talk about lasers. We're going to talk about waxing. We're going to do a little to-be-continued after one of our listener letters. And then next week, we're going to have the incredible girls of fur back on. So, Sai, have you ever used fur oil? Do you like it? Have you used it before? What do you think? 
So I have heard about it. I have seen it. It is beautiful packaging and I actually recommend it all the time, but I have never tried it. Mostly because I don't have any hair on my body. Yeah, you're like a little dolphin. Especially down there. (laughs) (laughs) I am. Yeah. And I wish sometimes I can kind of undo that. And like, there's no going back, you know, like one strand has grown in over the years. (laughs) But also just um, shows how good laser hair removal is. Yeah. So you're going to, I'm happy that you're here. And I'm actually kind of happy that you said that because you're going to be handling being completely clean Mm -hmm. or as clean as we can get with laser, right? Yeah. Shapiro is going to be handling waxing. I'm probably just going to be listening. Honestly, I'm going to be sitting back listening. I love it. Let's do it. Let's start talking about um, some body hair trends. Alex, you brought this up when we started to talk about uh, what this episode was going to look like. So, okay. And I want to, Sai, I want to hear what you have to say about this, but I've definitely Mm -hmm. noticed. Okay, let's just, I'm just going to say that for me with waxing, the most common area to wax is a Brazilian, doing a Brazilian for um, women, anyone with a vagina. And... I would say in the last couple of years, the trends have changed a little bit. And I wonder if you've seen the same with laser, where a lot of my clients are keeping some hair, whereas they used to remove all of it. Mm -hmm. And definitely like sometimes leaving a strip, but more so leaving like a pretty hefty triangle at the top, but then cleaning up everything else, like no hair in the bikini line, labia or butt crack. Um, And it's actually, I think it looks really cute. And I feel like that's one of the bigger trends that I've seen. What has it been like with laser? Are people mostly just still removing everything? So same thing. And that's why I kind of said, I wish I could go back because now so many more women are just doing their bikini lines. And they're even like, you know what? I don't even care if we do the labia or I don't care about the inner butt. Like, I just want to be able to like wear a bathing suit and like have nothing show, but like still just keep everything else. Or maybe just do like, two or three sessions on the labia to like thin some of it out, but like they really don't seem to care about being completely hairless Mm. and it does look really nice. So actually now when clients call in and ask for bikini um, laser hair removal consultations, I used to be like full force or like full steam ahead and say, yeah, let's start with a Brazilian. And now it's I'm always just recommending doing the bikini line and going from there because now they kind of just like having the sides cleaned up and they realize they maybe don't need the whole thing done. Yeah, I think I had mentioned last time when you were on that I did laser on my bikini line and then some like I took it in Mm -hmm. a little bit and I think I'm happy with my decision. I I maybe would have liked to have done it on the labia and the butt. I'm not going to lie. But yeah. I'm happy that at least even when I have like basically a full bush that I can still wear a swimsuit and go to the beach and you have no idea that I have a bush. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, it's and sneaky. It, <laughs> it's, it's sneaky. And, you know, it doesn't I think there was just like such a stigma against hair that like we were like everything we want it all gone and now Mm -hmm. we're like whoa whoa slow it down pump the brakes a little like hair isn't that ugly and it actually looks pretty nice with a little something there yeah i agree for sure i think that you know for so long there was we were always being shamed just for existing and for being human and they think (laughs) the really cool thing with like the generation that's coming up behind us certainly is they're just like this is just me. 
Like, I'm just here. Right. And it's fine, which is kind of the complete opposite of how we were coming up in like the 90s and the early 2000s, where it was like, you're not good you enough to be really skinny yourself. and hairless. Just anything about you, just change it. You're terrible. You're human. Get rid of anything. Yeah, yeah, I feel like growing up, I had like anxiety about every little thing, like even just like hanging out at my friend's house and using the bathroom. I'm just like sweating. I'm like, do I ask now? Do I ask later? And yeah. just like every little thing in life. And now like these younger generations are like, do whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter. And I'm like, yeah, duh. Like, wh- why did I worry so much when I was younger? Like, I had all these criticisms that no one even like said to me. It was just like all subliminal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe I know it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I read a lot of teen magazines starting from the age of like probably 12. And I think that those were maybe they were good and bad. For sure. Yeah. I mean, well, every episode or every episode, every edition, uh, what are they called? Monthly subscription no not subscription like every magazine that would come out each month for oh, every issue every issue thank you god of is that what yeah, it is issue. that's what it is god i've not had a magazine in so long every magazine issue in cosmo was like 10 ways to give him the blowjob of his dreams and to orgasm and i was like i'm 14 i was like i'm 10 <laughs> like, what does that mean yes oh. i loved reading the horror story section in yes. cosmopolitan yeah like, it was my favorite. But then it definitely probably had me super aware of myself. I don't think anything is ever that embarrassing also. Probably not. I would love to. I got to get a magazine. We got to get it. Yeah. We got to get some issues. Some issues in here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I have another question, Sai. Um, yeah. Would you say like how I feel? Well, I know that the most common area that I wax is the bikini. Is it the same mm-hmm. for laser? Is that the most common area that people laser? Yeah, I think it always has been. Um, I feel like back in the day, well, actually a little bit less. I feel like back in the day, I'd have like 30 Brazilians. Like it would just always be all Brazilians. And now more people are like, nope, want my lower legs, want my lower arms, like areas, I guess, that are a little bit more exposed that people see every day. And like ones that are more concealed, they actually seem to care a little bit less about Hmm. or areas that are giving them, yeah, like irritation, like upper legs where people get like, ingrowns on their inner thighs that seems to be like a really popular area Mm. oh do you know what I did want to mention in terms of uh like shaming is when I first started waxing doing Brazilians everybody (laughs) everybody thinks that they're the only person that has hair on their butt (laughs) I know I know it's hilarious and I just want everybody to know that everybody has hair everywhere it's true. And uh, you're not alone. <laughs> Every human yes. has hair everywhere. And what you see, what you see out there is either waxed or it's lasered. Because that's the other thing is everybody, sh- not everybody, but a lot of girls shave. And then when they start coming in to get waxed, they're like, yeah, I don't know. Everything is just so irritated. It's so red. It's so bumpy. And it's like, it's so gross. And it's like, they think that they're alone because what they see on print or on Instagram or whatever is like smooth skin. But for the most, but that doesn't come from most people from just shaving. That comes from either waxing or laser, just for the people to know. Also true or false, ladies, as our experts. It's true. true. Whenever I have clients come in, they're always, they always say the same thing. They're like, I must be the hairiest person you've ever seen. And I'm like, girl, you are so normal. You have no idea. Like, this is everybody. Like you said, the hairy butts, the hairy armpits, like 
we all have it. And people really do like they come in thinking they are just like horrendous compared to other people around them. It's so interesting. Why is that? And we're all the same. (laughs) I'm just yelling at nobody. (laughs) Especially, you know, if they're straight and they're not seeing other bikini areas, all they have to reference is porn, really. Maybe a friend or two if they happen to have seen them naked. For us, we're like, well, we see this all the time. So we know what everyone else looks like. And it's not all smooth and cute. Mm -hmm. That's a very good point. Yes. Nope. It's hairy and bumpy and mm-hmm. red sometimes. And mm-hmm. yeah. it's, it's normal. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. There can be shit going on. Like, it's so, it's just so interesting that for us, it's so normal. And everyone else is like, oh my God, this hair on my inner thighs. I'm like, if you would die if you saw the pubes on my thighs. <laughs> like, I have pubes Literally. on my inner thighs. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Goes down to like my knees almost. Like, I'm not judging. I'm the last one to judge. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm so glad that you girls. Thank you. Thank you for letting the people know (laughs) you're two New York City expert body hair removal technicians telling you you're normal. (laughs) Whatever it is, you're normal. (laughs) Yeah, whatever it is, it's normal. Literally everything is normal. (laughs) I love this. When it comes to body hair. Uh. It's true. But yeah, it's been cool to kind of see the transition of pubic hair. Trends, trends in body hair, specifically pubic hair, because I think it's cool to, you know, want to feel good, look good, but still be a little natural. Mm-hmm. Sai, do you work with a lot of male clients? Um, it's still not as many as women, but yeah, I probably see like one or two guys a day. Oh, that's way more than we yeah. see. Um, yeah. what do, what are they getting, uh, lasered, removed um, hair-wise? If they're straight, normally upper body, like stomach, chest, back, shoulders. So some, mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it's just full upper bodies. Um, not a lot of straight men do their Brazilians, although I do have a handful and it's usually, um, just because they get like irritation, just like women do, you know, for the same reasons. Yeah. Mm. What about gay men? Yeah. Lots of Brazilians, lots of butts, Mm. mostly. Yeah. Or full body, like head to toe. Head to toe. Wow. That is commitment. Yeah. Wow. Especially, yeah, many um, uh, transgender clients are usually doing everything head to toe. Mm. How long does that take? Um, it can take, it depends on how tall you are, but I would say anywhere from like one and a half to two hours. Oh my God. It's exhausting. It's pretty tiring. And that laser is not fun to hold for that long. <laughs> yeah. How long does the entire process of removing one's body hair head to toe with laser take also? How often yeah. do they come in? I'm thinking if it's like, <laughs> if I'm thinking of doing my, my whole yeah. self head to toe, if I was mm-hmm. uh, a person that was completely hairy and yeah. it's, it's uh, almost August, when could I be hair free? So I would say it's going to take at least eight months Mm, um, for you to have significant. Yeah, no, it's not. But the great thing is like once you start doing laser hair removal, even after your first session, you see significant reduction. And I think a lot of people think that because it's such a process, when they hear something like that, they're like, oh, it's going to take maybe a year for like all this hair loss. 
But realistically, your hair is not growing in much in between sessions. It really starts growing in before that like six, seven or eight week mark. And that's when you come in, when you notice that new hair growth. So you're pretty hairless in between your laser treatments, which is super nice. Hmm. That's awesome. It's really eight nice. months isn't bad. Mm-mm. No. So when I say eight months, it's not everything. I would say it's at least like 60 to 80% hair loss. So if you want to keep going, get touch-ups every like, you know, two to four months, just like whenever those new hair cycles come in, that's the only hair that you want to treat. There's nothing growing there. There's nothing for the laser to see anyways. But then you just get those touch-ups and in time, you'll probably reduce it to like once or twice a year, if even. I'm thinking in terms of like somebody, like you said, a transgender person who spent mm-hmm. who's who spent their whole life wanting to make this change. Like in term in because you know, we want things to happen so fast and life is so yeah. long, but sometimes like that's very fast. Do you know what I mean? If you're ready to make that change and you're just like, this is one huge thing that I can do to begin to feel yeah. like myself forever. Mm-hmm. Eight months is nothing compared to however long you spend, especially not feeling great. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. And usually um, we get a lot of people who are transitioning. Laser is probably one of the first things that they start anyway. So like throughout their transition, like they're already losing a lot of their hair. Mm. So by the time that they, you know, are more comfortable with who they are, they've already lost a ton of hair by that time, which is super cool. And, and fun for me to see. It makes me happy. <laughs> that's awesome. I just got a little yeah. emotional. Like, that's Aww. so that's great. Yeah. 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 I love what it we do. It makes me get emotional stuff. <laughs> no, well, because, you know, it's like a lot of, I always say this, but what we do on the outside can seem very vain and like very frivolous. But at the end of the day, yeah. like when you're helping somebody change their life oh, and find their identity, that's huge. I know. That's it is huge. huge. That's huge. So that's awesome. Okay. So let's talk about uh, the types of body hair removal, Um, sort of just kind of go over uh, a general idea of um, lasers, waxing. I guess I'm covering shaving. I put that here. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, okay. (laughs) So the people (laughs) know, have a better idea before we kind of do a deeper dive. Um, So Sai, why don't you take it away with some laser uh, pros and cons? Yeah. So laser, I mean, one of my favorite pros of laser is having really soft skin um, because once there's no follicle there, um, your skin like doesn't really ever get irritated. You don't get any bumps. Um, so it's just like, it's almost, I don't want to say it's abnormally smooth, but it is really, really smooth. So that is my favorite thing about, or my favorite pro about laser hair removal. Um, you definitely would shave a lot less doing laser. I probably have had the same razor for like a year. I don't know if that's bad, but I probably (laughs) use it like once every two months to get like the random hairs that grow in. So it also just makes shaving really easy. I think um, people are always scared of shaving after laser because a lot of people that do laser are, are already afraid of shaving or they say shaving gives them ingrowns. And I usually let them know that like once you've had laser, like your hair, it's totally different. Your follicles are damaged. It's not growing in the way it was uh, or the way as you knew it before. 
So shaving after laser is perfectly fine and you won't grow in um, any hairs or most of the time you won't grow in hairs that are going to give you ingrowns or create irritation or make anything grow in thicker like it used to. So that is also really nice about laser and also just not having hair for the rest of your life. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I have a question. I've been hearing people say, uh, clients say anecdotally, you know, so-and-so got laser and then they got pregnant and all the hair came back. What a waste of money. So mm-hmm. what 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 have you to say about that? Yeah. So that can definitely happen. And um, I uh, had clients where they did say that happened. And I usually just tell them to wait a few months after having the baby because usually you know, our bodies when we're hormonal um, are very stubborn. So like we probably will grow new hair follicles, but those new hair follicles are follicles that have never been treated by the laser. Like our body has a million, I don't know how many hair follicles on it that have never been activated. And the laser only kills hairs that have ever been actively growing. So yes, while the laser killed those hairs, um, your body has probably grown uh, or activated like new hair growth. Um, but if those hairs haven't been growing before, probably a few months after giving birth, you're probably just going to shed that hair anyways. And I don't think I've ever had, um, a client who's had a baby and needed like a whole entire round of laser after, like maybe on like their lip and chin where it's like really hormonal, but all of it has gone away, honestly. That's awesome. I didn't know that we have follicles on our body that is, that aren't activated millions. Yeah, like unexpressed follicles. I can't think of the right term, but like the laser, like I said, only kills active hair follicles. So, you know, if you have, and that's the thing, we grow, I mean, new follicles activate like in different periods of our lives. And that's why some people need touch-ups like once or twice a year, maybe for whatever reason, they are more, um, it could be like hormonal, but they'll grow a little bit more hair than someone else. Like, I think I normally need laser about every three to four years. I don't know what happens in my body, but I need like one or two touch-ups every few years. That's and so nice. And some people, yeah, it, it is nice. <laughs> but some people, it's, you know, not as easy. Maybe they need it like once or twice a year. Um, so it all depends. I mean, I did 10 sessions on my bikini Mm-hmm. maybe five or six years ago or more. Mm-hmm. And I haven't yeah. gotten any touch-ups. I mean, I'll shave the few hairs that grow in. And I'm yeah. a very hairy person, but that's all that's grown back in are literally a few hairs. Yeah. So, I mean, that, and that's all that should ever really grow back in. Maybe in a few years, you might see some hair growth. Mm-hmm. Um, see how you're like perfectly fine with those like few hairs that come in. Um, where it's like to you, it's nothing because you were so used to having a lot of hair. There are some people who like consider that hair growth and they want to keep attacking like those five hairs that grow. In, That's insane to me. It. <laughs> it cracks me up because I'm like, you look amazing. There's no hair. And they're like, I just hate it. Like, just let's let's laser it so I don't have to think about it. Some people are, are very strangely perfectionist. <laughs> I've noticed these people, too. They come in and it's very it's. I, I don't it's judge. It's interesting. It's very mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. 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 But also you only know what you know. And so it goes back to what we were saying before. If all you know is yourself, then those five and you're used to 10 hairs, those five hairs, that's half your hair. It's back. Gotta go. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Go. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, I had like 
one million hairs on each side of my bikini. And so having a few hairs to shave every now and again is like literally nothing. And the hair that grows is so fine. It's not like how my hair was. That also exactly. makes sense when, and not that we're talking about this today, but in terms of brow regrowth and brow regrowth serums, why brows can come back because you're stimulating follicles that weren't stimulated before, maybe. Yes. I've been wondering about this because before I started using a brow growth serum, and I guess I'm thinking about this because right now we're like in a shedding season and I looked at my mm-hmm. eyebrows one day recently and I was like, where did they go? Why do I have half of like what's happening? And I was like, all right, we're in, it's the beginning of summer, like we're all just shedding. And so I got, uh, I started using my, my serum again and they're back. But it made me think before I started using a brow regrowth serum, when somebody asked me if they work, I was like, of course they don't work. If it works, then like they would have figured out baldness. But that's not the same thing. Male pattern baldness isn't like the same thing as over tweezing or over plucking or like whatever your eyebrows. And now also you're telling me that we've got millions of follicles that have never been activated. Yeah. Or expressed, whatever the term is. But yeah. I like to activate I don't know. <laughs> activate and express. Same, same. Like, activate those brows. Expressed, yeah. expressed makes me think of like a dog getting his anal glands Yes, expressed. me too. I know. Me too. I, thought, I, I thought of a snake, but uh, that's because I have reptiles. But yeah, I Wait, thought the cute. same thing. <laughs> can you tell, can you tell the beauty baddies a little bit more about who is it laser candidate? Because I loved the way that you explained it last time and told us about the YAG and the Alex. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alexandra. Yeah. Look at me go. And <laughs> um, I was so impressed that we could actually, that somebody like myself could actually get laser. And myself, a brown woman, never thought that that was possible. So can you tell the, the beauty baddies all about? Who's a great laser candidate? For sure. So all skin types can get laser hair removal because there are lasers that do basically from the lightest to the darkest of skin types. Um, it's just good maybe to make sure that the place you're going to does have the right laser because, you know, laser, there are basically lasers that only treat light skin, only treat dark skin. And um, I mean, we do have one that kind of can do a lot more of the in-between because our laser does uh, blend wavelengths, which is really cool. Um, But either way, as long as they have both Alexandrite and YAG. So Alexandrite, I would say, is for the lighter skin types and YAG is for um, very dark to black skin. So um, if, if there is a spa that says like we only have a YAG laser, but, you know, we treat all skin types. I would say your results are going to be very minimal and um, if at all. Um, so I wouldn't, um, for my skin tone, I wouldn't go and get uh, laser hair removal on a YAG laser. I would definitely want an Alexandrite. Will you explain uh, what your skin tone is? Because they can't see you, the listeners. Yes. So I'd say I'm a skin type two uh, white um, I or three, I guess, because I'm from Montenegro. So Eastern European. So like brown eyes, um, gets a little sunburned, but tans easily. So I would say for my skin type, I would definitely only want an Alexandrite laser. Um, there are other lasers in between like diodes and diodes are perfectly fine too. But again, for lighter skin tones, um, it's, uh, I would never, if you're a darker skin type and have gotten, and you go to a spot that only has a diode laser, um, would not recommend it or an IPL, um, because they can burn dark skin pretty easily. Um, 
So unless you're like in the hands of like, you know, someone amazing, you know, where they really know how to manipulate a laser, but it is just like way too easy to burn someone on those types of lasers. And that's why even now, like most spas don't really um, carry them as much. Mm-hmm. So just for the listeners um, that aren't familiar with the Fitzpatrick scale. So in mm-hmm. uh, aesthetics, we speak about skin on the scale and it's called the Fitzpatrick scale. And it's a scale of one yeah. to six and it describes mm-hmm. different skin tones. So one would be somebody who's Irish, very, very fair, red hair. Six would be somebody yeah. that is as you were just saying, very, very, very dark skin, black, uh, mm-hmm. like beautiful yes. blue, black. And so in between, yes. you kind of have to find yourself. Somebody like mm-hmm. myself who is black, yes, but I'm on the fair side of black would be like, I'm mm-hmm. somewhere between like a four and a five. Yeah. The scale isn't great for brown people. They just kind of throw us all into like five. You're all at the end. Yeah, and it's the like, end, even though there's a huge yeah. rainbow. There's but, only a few options when meanwhile... Yes. But this is why what you're saying is so important is that because Mm -hmm. in aesthetics, it's really just this category. You have to have a technician that understands the nuances, that understands that like you, yes, might be darker, but you can't get like a uh, what were you saying? The YAG is just for like just very black skin. Just very black skin. Yeah, exactly. Like if you're brown, it's probably not going to be great for you. So you need something, somebody who knows that and somebody who can cater to that. Yeah, for sure. So like, like I said, we have a laser that has both Alex and YAG, so you can do a blend. So like, say for your skin type, I would probably do like mostly YAG, but just, you know, throw in like a little pinch of Alex. And I feel like that makes such a big difference. I've never had like such good results, you know, kind of going one way or the other. So now that I can blend it, like all of my like medium skin tone clients have so much more hair loss than like I've ever seen before, which is really nice. I love that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I'm coming, girl. Technology. I'm coming. I am coming. Yeah. <laughs> Don't. Yeah. Oh, we're booking you right after this. Yes. We opened. Uh, we opened the FaceTime, and she was just like, "Where are y'all been? <laughs> I told you to come in <laughs> and get some laser. It's happening." Can you tell us who who is not a good candidate? Because even though everybody, every skin type is yeah. is great not every hair color is great yes so not every hair color unfortunately can do laser hair removal so if you have gray red blonde or just like very 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 fine like those vellus hairs laser unfortunately is just not going to work on those hairs um it doesn't see um it it needs to see pigment in order to get the hair so if it can't pick up on any pigmentation, um, no energy will be sent to that area in order to kill the hair. Um, that, that effectively. Makes sense. Yeah. I feel like we're almost like in a battle. I'm like, okay, I'm going to tell you why waxing is great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come through Shapiro. This episode is brought to you by sax.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. (laughs) 
Well, I guess I will start out by saying that in general, anybody can wax. Unless you're on a really serious medication, acne medication like Accutane, you can get your body waxed. As far as your face, if you're on any dermatologist prescribed medications that involve any exfoliation of the skin, do not wax unless you're off of it for at least a week. I mean, I have some clients who they've just been on it so long. Their skin is so strange from it (laughs) that I don't like to wax them. But other than that, that's the cool thing with waxing is pretty much anyone can wax. Um, When it comes to pubic hair specifically, because again, I'll go with what for me is most common, which is bikini waxing. um, You really, it's really, really, and this is why sometimes I recommend clients to get laser, is I have some clients who just have really dense, really curly hair. And I find for them, they're just so prone to ingrown hairs. For those of you who don't know what an ingrown hair is, it's when the hair gets trapped under dead skin so it can't come out and you just see a bump or sometimes you see pus or sometimes you just straight up see the hair under there. For people like that, I feel like laser really comes in handy. But other than that, I mean, especially because I'm an experienced waxer, I can make sure the hair comes from the root, whether it's fine, whether it's thick, whether it's straight, whether it's curly, whether you have like 10 pounds of it that has grown over the winter, or if you're just a few weeks out from your last wax. And I think that's where my next point comes in. You want to be just really careful about where you go for a wax. And it's the same thing with laser. You want to go to someone who's experienced, someone who isn't going to injure your skin, someone who understands how to wax all different kinds of hair and skin. But in general, waxing, depending on what kind of wax is being used, I use a hard wax, which I'm sure a lot of people have heard of. Will you tell them will you tell them what a hard wax is? Because actually yes. a lot of people haven't heard. I never knew what a hard wax was until I went to aesthetic school and I was shocked that that was an option. Yeah. So <laughs> it's better for more sensitive body parts. So for bikini and Brazilians, I only ever use hard wax. And basically what it does, shrink, you lay it on, you lay the wax on to the hair. It shrink wraps around the hairs as it's drying. So when you go to pull it, you just pull the wax itself. It pulls up all the hair, but it won't uh, damage your skin at all. Uh, The other kind of wax known as soft wax, or I call it old school waxing, is I feel like the wax, when people think of waxing, this is what they think of. You put on this super sticky, tacky substance, and then you lay a cloth strip on top of it and you pull the strip. And with that comes the wax and the hair and every now and then some skin (laughs) and That is why I don't like to use that kind of wax on more sensitive areas. But they both do the same thing. They both are attaching to the hair and pulling the hair from the root. Again, that is if you're going to someone experienced who's not going to break your hairs. That's also if you are taking care of your skin and hair in between waxes. If your hair is dry, if your skin is dry, your hairs can definitely break. So it's important to be exfoliating a few times per week in between your waxes, keeping the area hydrated. Um, But wax has come a long way. I mean, it's been traced back to 
ancient Egypt, people were removing their hair with, you know, DIY wax. So it's cool. It's super cool. But it's definitely not for everyone in the sense of, um, you know, if your hair is tricky and likes to be ingrown, laser is definitely um, a lot of times a better option if your skin and hair are appropriate for it. But I think everyone needs to get a Brazilian or a bikini wax at some point in their life. I felt so adult. I felt so adult the first time I got a bikini wax. Granted, we do this for a living, all of us. So, well, maybe you see more people with not, uh, I guess, thick problematic hair. I always joke with people like nobody wants to get the hair from their vagina ripped off. Like if you're choosing to get waxed, generally like you have to wax, like you can't shave. Like that's just not an option for whatever reason. So with that being said, I don't see a lot of people that have like very fine pubic hair, right? I only see people that have uh, afros yeah. like me for the, mo- <laughs> for the most part or afros <laughs> like Alex. <laughs> um, so with that said, yeah, Alex, I agree with you. I think that everybody should at least get waxed I, I mean, I got to go get lasered now, right? I got to take the next step and get lasered because yeah. I want the super soft skin that you're talking about. But it's just like so much nicer than shaving very uh, difficult re- regions such as underarms, such as pubic. I'm very lucky that my leg hair isn't difficult. Yeah. Because I getting can... your asshole waxed is life changing. Everybody thinks that that <laughs> is the part that hurts the most when they're getting Brazilian. No, it's delightful. But it doesn't. <laughs> delightful it's delightful compared to getting her pussy waxed yes um we have got a lot of clients that are like so excited to get their butt waxed that it's like yeah they would say the same delightful (laughs) yeah they like squeal with joy when it's time to do the butt so funny that's hilarious what a great adjective love that um okay (laughs) so i guess i'll give some shaving pros and cons just because i wrote this down for some reason I guess okay so the cons of or the pros of shaving is you get a nice exfoliation um, you can just do it at the drop of a hat. You can do it at the drop of a hat <laughs> at home. <laughs> at home, exactly. Um, it's yeah, affordable. It's affordable. I'm not a huge fan of shaving at all, honestly. But I upgraded my shaving life with uh, my We the People razor, and that's really the only reason that I added this is so that I can talk about the razor later. Because the only thing that I really <laughs> shave is my legs. If waxing my legs wasn't so that is one thing that I'll say. Not a lot of people get their legs waxed, huh? Mm-mm. Not, not nowadays. What about laser? What would you say to that? Oh, legs all day. Really? Yeah, no one wants yeah. to shave their fucking legs anymore. Just regular, yeah. regular legs? Or like very right. uh, difficult legs? No. Normal. I mean, I even have people that have like 10 whole hairs on their legs and they're like, it's just easier to not have to worry about it. I'll come get me. You know, people just want to make life simple. Yeah, that's true. Makes it easier. Yeah, because, you know, leg waxing your legs, your legs are really half of your body. And I never realized that until I started waxing. And I was just like, why is this taking forever? And so (laughs) because a lot of people will say, like, oh, that's very expensive. But yeah, it's half of your body. And so I find that the only people that get their legs waxed are are that came to get their legs waxed with me, I should say, were people, again, like the bikini area that had to get their legs waxed. People that their hair was so thick that if they shaved, they would get ingrowns on their legs the same way. Like for me, if I shaved my vagine, oof, oof. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I love that everybody, I kind of want to get my legs lasered now. 
Oh, I definitely it's do. It's been nice. on my list doing that and my underarms. I would do legs and underarms. my lower legs. Yeah, well, wait until the fall for the legs. Just yeah, because yeah. sun exposure is a thing. Mm-hmm. We yeah. gotta be safe. I gotta do, I would do underarms People first. don't take it seriously. Oh. Yeah, underarms are awesome. I remember one of the times that I went to go for my bikini laser, I went to a, the girl that I was going to was on vacation. So I went to her colleague and she was like, I can't laser you have a tan. I'm like, no, no, no. I swear this is how my, like, this is like a permanent tan line that I've had since I'm mm-hmm. like 12. And she was like, okay, okay. I'm like, I, I was like, I'm an esthetician. I swear. Like, I haven't been in the sun. Okay, it was like so, the middle of winter. So with that anecdote being said, let's talk about body hair removal aftercare and why it's so important <laughs> to not go in the sun after you get lasered. Yeah, yeah. Tell us. Yeah. So, I mean, good on that technician for at least, you know, caring and being like, whoa, you know, this is a suntan. Like, we got to, you know, reschedule this appointment. Like, at least, yeah. you know, she's thinking of your best interest. But, totally. Um, so, yeah. But um, so for laser aftercare... It is easy, but it, you should be taken seriously. So you can't go in the sun. I would say for at least one to two weeks. Um, you know, one week if you like have to get your laser and go on this trip, but just like wear lots of sunscreen and I'm, I'm sure you'll be okay. Um, but immediately after nothing that's going to make, um, or draw too much heat to your body. So no intense working out for 24 hours. Um, no hot sauna, um, no hot shower, um, for at least 24 hours. And if your skin feels itchy and irritated, I probably wouldn't, um, do a hot shower for at least 48 hours. Mm. Um, you know, warm shower is fine. Um, but a hot one will definitely bring up that irritation. Um, going in the sun, what it can do is give you pretty gnarly hyperpigmentation. So wherever the laser hit you, um, it is like, it's a small burn underneath the skin and it'll bring that burn to the surface, just like a a crawling iron. Yeah. So like it'll turn, it'll turn brown and you know, hyperpigmentation takes forever to go away. So, you know, it's, it's just not worth you know, taking that chance of going out in the sun right after getting laser. It just sounds Um, scary, like getting laser and then going in the sun. It it does sound scary. And some people don't take it seriously. Because people don't realize, people don't realize that what we're doing, that your body is science and what we're doing is science. And there's a reason that we have, like your skin is there to protect you. And we're fucking with your yeah. skin. And one of its job is heat regulation. One of its jobs is to not let the things that we're putting on it, like lasers, get in. <laughs> we're, we're tricking it. Yeah. So yeah. listen when your technician is giving you aftercare advice because it's so that you get the best results. Also, I couldn't imagine spending that much money and then being like, ah, eh, fuck it. Roll right. the dice. Right. Yeah. We always say this, like you're doing this to feel better and to make your life easier. Like, don't make me make you ugly because you're not listening because that's the op- that's what's going to happen is if you don't listen to yeah. me you're going to fuck up what we're trying to do which is make you beautiful <laughs> and make your life easier yeah and you're going to ruin your skin for months at a time mm-hmm. and that you know makes me feel bad like i don't want to see your skin looking all crazy right it's the opposite <laughs> of what we're trying to do we want you to be beautiful yeah. that's what we love to do as our job that's why I yell because I love you (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's why I I want to take care of you let me do it (laughs) the right way 
Exactly. Alex, what about, okay, so actually before I started working with you, nobody ever told me, I never heard anybody say like the waxing spiel that you give the girls after you do bikini waxes. Like, I'm going to let you say it, but tell us about the um, aftercare for waxing and why we should all listen to you. <laughs> What's the spiel that I give? When like you say, not to have sex or... Yeah. Oh, I usually tell people, especially if it's their first time, I'm like for the next 24 to 48 hours, no hot showers, um, no sex, no excessive sweating. Um, And I just tell them that when they do shower, whether it's that day, that night, the next morning to use cool water in the area that was waxed. No, no soaps. Just that that first shower. Um, I just feel like. That first 24 hours after a wax is really important. Um, I once had a client. She did not listen and she admitted to me that she didn't listen. And she it was her first wax. She was excited. I don't even know how she had sex. My skin is so sensitive after a wax the first day. But she had sex that night. And then like a day or two later had all these white bumps on the top. Like just irritation. Mm. And Mm -hmm. anyway, she continued to get waxed by me for several years after. And it never happened again because she never fucked with that again. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, you have to be careful. You know, your pores are now empty. There's no hair in there. We have to, you know, got to take care of it. You have to exfoliate, use a treatment like, um, you know, whether it's maybe an alpha hydroxy acid, depending on what I can't. I'm just saying generally because everyone's skin is different. But yeah, keep the area clean, practice good hygiene. But. I really feel like those 24 hours are pertinent to, um, yeah, also protected from the sun. Well, it's also worth mentioning that, you know, our our body hair is there for a reason. It's to protect our insides from the outside. And the reason that we can get rid of it without being worried is because we wear pants these days and we bathe and we, you know, have underwear and things like that. So if you're doing the opposite and you're just inviting bacteria in, again, that's reverse reverse of what we're trying to do. We're trying to make yes. your life easy. We're yeah. trying to make you beautiful. So this is why we're giving you guys this advice because we're removing what really should be there to protect us. Absolutely. For sure. Um, do you want to say shaving? No. Okay. <laughs> we're like, ah, fuck that. Um, so I know we, we said that we're going to be talking about both ways to care for the hair that you want to keep as well as remove it. Um, but I feel like we're going to leave that up to the gals that are coming up next to speak with us. The the beautiful yes. owners of fur. They can tell us all about the ways to care for keeping the body hair that we want to keep. Totally. Okay, so we have a great listener letter from uh, someone who listens to our podcast. And we thought, <laughs> someone who- you know, a listener, <laughs> someone who listens to our podcast, as though everyone listening doesn't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> Listen, we have to shut off the air conditioner for when we record because it makes too much noise. And I've been fine until like two minutes ago. It got really the hot. Same- Let's wrap this up. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> if you ever hear us rushing to get off and it's summertime, it's because of that. I and we have to be under these tents drip for the from sound. Under my underarm onto, the, onto my leg. Yeah, it's just me Honestly, and like my hot breath I'm under here. Embracing the I'm just trying to embrace the drip right now. It's, <laughs> oh my God. It's real. <laughs> oh my God. I know. I'm like, my ass is going to be stuck to the couch. I am wearing clothes. But oh, anyway. That's good. So... 
The letter. Hi, Elizabeth and Alex. First, want to say thank you so much for creating and sharing a space where I was able to learn about my skin and start caring for it the right way. I was never into makeup or getting my nails done with my mom and sister, so I thought the beauty world wasn't for me. But I struggled with confidence issues and didn't know what to do or buy to quote unquote fix the problems I had. After listening to just a few episodes, I realize it is for me and I can connect to beauty and health through the fascinating science and women empowerment you two share. It has literally changed my life and I'm so grateful. I look forward to washing and moisturizing my face every morning and night and found products I love to use. My question today is about hair removal, specifically facial and upper lip. I'm a Persian girl and always felt self-conscious about my thick, dark hair on my light skin. I learned to love my arm and leg hair, but for real, I do not like the upper lip hair. I get it. I don't I don't like my little my little (laughs) mustache. I've tried everything under the sun, and the best thing has been a combination of this metal spring tool that grabs multiple hairs and tweezers for the thickest hairs. Honestly, I'm over it. There are some thick hairs that always grow in, especially above the corners of my mouth. It's less so under my nose. They're super obvious, often take a while to even surface, and sometimes become ingrown. I hate dealing with them and don't want to dig at my face. I tried exfoliating the area often, but it didn't solve the problem and started irritating the skin. I'm considering laser hair removal, but I don't know anything about it. I googled it and some at-home products came up, but I just don't know what's good or healthy or cost-effective. Would love some trusted advice. Any thoughts for someone like me? Thank you so much for what you do. P. So sweet. P. We love you. (laughs) Sai, we'll let you take this over. Okay. So, I mean, I would definitely recommend laser hair removal. She said she has the basically the perfect skin type for laser hair removal. Yeah. She said she's got light skin and dark hair. She's like, I hate so the dark hair on my light skin. Like, <laughs> I yeah, know. I'm like, perfect. okay, so you're the perfect candidate. Great. <laughs> welcome. So um, those at-home devices, uh, I do not recommend. They say they're IPLs, um, which stands for intense pulse light. And you, I, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of IPL. Um, I think they're just, you know, very outdated technology. So, um, whereas like if they, they work, it might be very short term and also very high risk of burning. Mm. So I would not, Scary. um, yeah, I wouldn't ever invest in an at home laser. Um, not my favorite. I know a few people that have them, like stay at home moms who like really can't make it to their laser appointments. It's good, I guess, like for touching up areas that you've already lasered. Um, mm. but again, if, and that, I would only say that's only if you're like the lightest of the lightest, like skin types, because once you get darker, especially if it says it's an IPL device, um, those skin types are going to burn pretty badly on an IPL. So I honestly wouldn't bother with that. Um, so yeah, I mean, the laser, a laser targets the melanin in your hair. And so, which, which makes it super safe, you know, that's why you're not going to get like any, um, irritation or hyperpigmentation on your face. Um, a lot of people, for some reason, are kind of scared to do laser hair removal on their face. But to me, it's actually one of like the safest places. Um, our face is always like very exposed. It's a lot cooler than the rest of our body. So it doesn't take in that heat. And um, we usually don't have irritation for more than 30 minutes. Um, and she was talking about getting lots of irritation. Um, and it also, she's probably over exfoliating. She's probably going to 
bring herself down to like, uh, or lead herself to getting hyperpigmentation or eventually as she gets older, um, melasma as well. So, oh yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, like when you mess with your skin a lot, um, those things just eventually happen. Like when you're kind of like overdoing it, over exfoliating, um, I think la- I mean, laser on the face can be cost effective because I, I see that's um, another concern for her. And I do think a- almost any type of laser hair removal is cost effective in the long term um, because eventually you're going to be doing a lot less of it. Um, so with the face, I mean, it's also not like a really big area. So I would say like, say for us, um, if you did a full face, well, actually right now we're doing half off laser. So we'll say it's 400 for six sessions on your face. That's awesome. Right? Yeah, that's, that's a very, yes. I would pay $400 yeah. to not have a, a lip mustache anymore. I'm going to do that right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be here until eight o'clock. So. <laughs> but um, no, yeah, like it, I think it is pretty cost effective. We do let you split payments too. So that could also be a thing when you're like looking into a place that you might want to go to. Um, but yeah, laser hair removal, it's going to remove that hair right from the follicle, very safe on the face. Uh, the face can be a little bit more stubborn because it is a hormonal zone. So it's definitely going to need more treatments than the rest of the body, but it will definitely work. A lot of people always think like they didn't, usually they don't even think that they can do their face or especially upper lip. Um, so, I mean, I definitely feel like it works just fine. I've done my upper lip. I mean, it probably took me like 15 treatments, but I probably only touch it up like once every two years now. You know, there might be some whiskers, but they're so light. And That's so, so nice. Fine. I feel like, yeah, I feel like they're like clear. And I used to wax it like every like nine days. It used to grow in yes. a lot. Mine too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I know laser works perfectly fine on the face. Um, so there's nothing to fear when it comes to that. Um, but it is summer. So just something to be really considerate about is, you know, if you do spend a lot of time outside, you know, you've already gone years with this hair, you can go two more months until the fall, you know, better to be safe than sorry. But yeah, just starting a laser in the fall. And, um, like I said, even after you get one treatment, you're going to notice a huge difference. Um, I know she said her whole face. So usually like the cheeks and sideburns, tend to work really quickly and all that thick hair will probably be gone in like one to two sessions not say that it won't come back but in between treatments it's wow. rarely going to grow in so a lot of the thinner hairs are probably going to grow in in between treatments because the face you know there's some thick there's some thin it's not like always perfect but those thick hairs they're probably one or two will like poke through before the year next treatment but laser on the face is an awesome option that's nice. huge, especially considering like hearing how much it dry like she hates it to know that one or two treatments and girl, hey, it's over for the time. Be- like you, not that it's over, but like you're comfortable, like you can go day to day and not have to worry about that anymore until your next treatment. That's yeah, huge. it's significantly reduced. Truly. And um, did she say what ethnicity? She per- she's Persian. She's Persian, so she has to get laser because I laser. Persians are probably my hairiest clients. Mm. Yeah. So, so you're not and alone. It works really well. <laughs> so that's also good because I think it's good to feel, it's nice to feel like a part of a community and just to feel like, girl, 
everybody in your community is going and getting laser. Just go, go, go get, go get you some laser. Yeah, just do it. It works. It's fine. Everything will honestly be safe, effective. And I know the shaving part is scary in the beginning, but once that slows down, it's going to slow down pretty fast. So once that slows down, it shouldn't be like as nerve wracking to shave your hair. But usually when it comes to faces, um, we, I know, uh, we'll ask you to come in shaved, but I will shave your face if you don't want to do it yourself. I love that. So caring. Thanks. I'll hold your hand through everything. <laughs> um, this is so great. Yeah. I'll shave your face. If I have to, it's okay. Um, tell us your beauty body moment of the week. Well, you know, it's summer, so I've been going out a lot more than I could probably handle. And um, a couple of, it was probably like last weekend, I got home and it was maybe two or three in the morning. And I woke up with like no memory of anything. And I just looked in the mirror and I saw that I, I did a whole skincare routine. And I was like, yes, I love yes. this for you. <laughs> Sometimes drunk you takes care of sober you. Yeah. That, literally, I was like, drunk sigh. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> that is so good. That's great. My beauty baddie moment of the week is that I um, have been making dates with all of like my lady friends and keeping them. Yay. Yeah. And also making dates with my lady friends, but also like my lady friends are helping me in different aspects and ways of my life. And so it's like cool to to make those dates and to sit down and have like little mentor meetings. That makes me very happy. Very nice. Bad bitches united. It's my beauty baddie moment of the week. Mm -hmm. Lady friends are lady friend dates are good for the soul. Honestly, they really are. Yes, they're rejuvenating. Yeah. yeah. Sigh. Thank you so much for being on our show today. Oh, this was so thank fun, you, guys. Yeah, this was awesome. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Can you tell the beauty baddies where they can find you? So my Instagram is Sai, S-A-I, Demiri, D-E-M-I-R-I. -I. I have really not much to offer on my personal, but <laughs> if you want to follow Glow Spa, we post like all our cool treatments. Um, it's just G-L-O-S-P-A-N-Y and same thing for our website. Um, like I said before, we do have half off laser hair removal until the end of the month because we're moving spas and we want to celebrate that. So yeah. Get 50% off with us until the end of the month. Until the end of July or the end of August? Um, we'll say August. Okay, August is perfect because this is coming out in August. So, you guys, next week we're going to have part two with the lovely ladies of fur. Um, you guys can DM or email us your listener letters and your beauty baddie moments of the week on Instagram at True Beauty Brooklyn Podcast or at True Beauty Brooklyn Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail with your beauty baddie moments of the week to 866-6-BADDY. We may play it at the end of the show to help inspire the other baddies out there. And if you don't live locally, you can book a virtual skincare consultation with us at truebeautybrooklyn.com. And that's it. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. This has been a COCBK production produced by Elizabeth Taylor and Alex Shapiro. Mixed by Beta Wave. Follow us on Instagram at True Beauty Brooklyn Podcast.